Hi everyone and welcome to Beyond the Thought Podcast where we're talking about issues you've probably been thinking about. My name is Lynette. And my name is E. And welcome, 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 welcome again to our podcast episode. Today we're continuing our series on parenthood and today we're having a great conversation or what we hope to be a great conversation with um, Brenda Dogby, doctor. Brenda Dogby. Uh, hello. Hey. Uh, she's hello, going to be hello. talking uh, uh, to us about the balancing act called parenthood. Um, so welcome, Brenda. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm super uh, pumped about this conversation. Awesome. Awesome. So she is the creative mind be- be- behind career slave mama the wonderful blog that i absolutely love love um, it she just started and it's actually been so great um it's so timely um so we are really excited about um this conversation so we're gonna let her talk a little bit about herself um let us know who she is and um how she even started career slave mama and a little bit of details about that so go ahead brenda sure sure so, um, where do I start? I'm a wife, proud wife, mom of three. I've got a seven-year-old and four-year-old boy-girl twins. Um, I started blogging like back in 2009, which feels like a <laughs> lifetime ago. Um, and I had just gotten into, like I just started my PhD and I was just trying to blog through the journey. Um, but that quickly fell off the bandwagon. Like life literally happened. Um, things got busy. And, and then I think, especially as a young wife, I think I was just trying to find my voice. And especially as a Christian wife, you know, where is the balance between who you are as an individual versus who you become as right. a new wife? So I think at that point, I kind of took a pause just to center myself and then literally life happened like three kids later you know two careers later um i think that's when i just came back full circle and i was like you know what i have a lot to say and talking to my husband (laughs) (laughs) you know and and i think just having a bit of more of that confidence on you know the value of separating yourself from your family because I think as a wife and as a mother like you almost get lost in your role and you forget who you are at least that's what happened for me and so um, I think the blog was just a way of almost breathing life back Mm -hmm. into myself and just remembering literally like who I am who I was and whatever and on the blog like I'm quite candid like I I was off of life like life was cancelled for for a year in 2019 um, Mm -hmm. after a car accident but it just turned out to be such a blessing because I'd been on the go for literally mm-hmm. 10 years nonstop and and life just literally crashed into yeah. a stop but it allowed me to really take stock on who I am where I want to go what I want to do um, and then I, I one thing that I'd forgotten was just doing things that bring me right. joy because again 
as as a mom you're just on that roll constantly and you don't really have time to think I, I i remember i went for one of my appointments and i think it was a physiotherapist who asked me what do you do for uh. for fun and i just and i <laughs> stared at her blankly for like two minutes i'm like what is what does right. that even mean like i take care take care of the kids i walk walk with the kids i cook right. for the kids you know so it just became a point of reflection and so since then i mean bit by bit inspiration has been coming and and to be honest i think the blog is breathing right. more life into me than mm. the other way around um and it's a great outlet because again i'm doing it right. for fun right like so that's that's what i'm doing for fun and so it's not another obligation or another job or another you know responsibility and i and i enjoy that and so that's kind of the the long story mm. short of it that's awesome that's really mm. awesome it's so inspiring honestly like i cuz you you're you're busy like there's no i mean you've been busy you know like yeah. you've been you were doing your masters and then you did your phd while you had your kids and you know all of that so can you talk a little bit about that experience like we're going to go before blog before you know and like mm-hmm. cuz I, I i i i mean we've known each other for a long time and i remember you doing your phd and yes. I, i kept thinking i'm like she's doing her phd she has kids like how how are you doing all of this so mm-hmm. what was that experience like for you Yeah. Insane, <laughs> to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say the least, I I think you know I think one thing that often happens, especially as moms, is you just do what mm-hmm. you gotta do. And I think in the moment you're not trying to superwoman anything. Like you're just doing what you gotta do. So I think for me that season was very robotic mm-hmm. and to be honest i think a big part of it was a blur and so so i so i was doing the phd um and i had ups and downs with my supervisor i won't mm-hmm. go into all that drama but we didn't have the best relationship right. let's just put it that way and so at one point i remember I actually put the PhD on hold. Um I was at that time I think my husband was looking for work. Um I was the only one who was working and then I had these kind of student jobs uh-huh. in and out that weren't really stable. And so um I just said, you know what, the, right now the PhD is not a priority and so I just put that mm-hmm. on hold. Um and I had a lot of friends who were like, "Oh my gosh, can you put the PhD on hold? You got to finish and this and that." But I was like, you know, in this season it just didn't make sense to be putting so much energy into something that wasn't really adding much value to us, you know, either personally or mm-hmm. professionally. Mm-hmm. And so so I was so then I was working full time um with a toddler and my husband supporting you know basically the family while my husband was sorting mm-hmm. himself out and I guess that's that's a big part about marriages that there's those mm-hmm. ups and downs it's not always really? 50/50 you know there's a lot of 100% zero yeah. seasons both ways right and so and so that was that and then when things finally actually when I found out that I was pregnant mm-hmm. with twins it was a wow. shock you know because we were not expecting twins even though my husband is a twin <laughs> 
but but it was not on our radar at all and i tell you thank god you get right. that much <laughs> because <laughs> that's so true we, we went full circle like from joy mm-hmm. to fear to panic to whatever we were in like a two bedroom apartment where like we we had this you know our little car we're like we need a new car we need a new you yeah. know, place to stay we need and then your mind just goes nuts and then i i had to just come back down full circle and be like okay we got we got nine we got eight months so we have some time yeah. to sort this out but one thing i realized was that because i had this weird relationship with my phd when i think when i got into it initially it consumed a lot of my energy and my mm-hmm. identity but i think as as i evolved as a mother and as a wife it it defined me mm-hmm. less and less and so i reached a point where i was like you know either if if i don't finish this thing now when the three kids come i'm just not mm-hmm, going right. to care enough and so and so that became mm-hmm. my push and then i had a lot of um what do you call it pregnancy insomnia mm-hmm. and so i just i i could not sleep for a good 6 months in the pregnancy and i was just wired so i i literally did my <laughs> like two wow. crazy mm-hmm. hours cuz i couldn't sleep i couldn't find a spot and it just worked out to be a blessing mm-hmm. in disguise so i'll just you know type 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 and get it done and i think my push was that if i don't finish this mm-hmm. thing now i won't care about it enough yeah. right. later to mm-hmm. to actually do it and so i think i it was down to the wire i submitted the full thesis like literally 5 days before Whoa. it got <laughs> And, and and I think actually the like a week before that my supervisor was like eh I don't think we're going to I said listen come on coming <laughs> there's no three ways about it this thing no. ending mm-hmm. now so so she was like still that I said uh uh-uh. uh so I I finished it I submitted it I was like you guys do what you want to do with it but I'm done, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> yeah and then like literally 5 days later Whoa. babies arrived and so I defend I think I defended my thesis when they were like 3 months old so it was about 3 mm-hmm. months after um I left the husband with three Whoa. babies and drove to Ottawa from Montreal and then did it and and I think the push was just like it's got it done yeah you know it just got cuz if it doesn't and for real if it didn't go I just would not have a lot of people don't finish and I don't blame them I mm-hmm. think I understand where they're coming from so I was like if I don't get it done and I and I finished and and it just felt good but it felt like it was another chapter just right. closed and mo- moved on yeah. from so so a lot of juggling a mm-hmm. lot of up mm-hmm. and down and I think the season after that just allowed me to then just focus on mm-hmm. being a mom and and it was just nice to to ease into just that role and not constantly have this thing at the back of your mind yeah. that you need yeah. to finish yeah. or whatever right that's that's yeah. such, that's so awesome like it's so it's so um interesting to hear like the balancing act that you did in terms yeah. of getting it yeah. finished um and it reminds me of um yeah. of Michelle Obama's book Becoming a uh, great book right. absolutely mm-hmm. love that book yes. um where she was like love you know it. she had kids now and then she had a great job but she had to decide whether or not she was going to stay home who was going to be uh, working and all of that so it's really um it yes. really brought back to my mind um that book yeah so do you yes. think this is a question i think you posed on your blog mm-hmm. um but i don't know if i heard mm-hmm. 
I I I got your answer or not, or you ended, you you came back to it. But do you think, do you believe that women can have it all? So career wise, family wise, education, all that. Yeah. Do you think that they, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I, I think I I felt punked by mm-hmm. feminism. Like I think feminism let me no, down. No, wow. Because <laughs> feminism led me to believe that mm-hmm. we can actually, you know what I mean? And it's even aspirational. Like it, like you can have it all. Let's do it, you know. Um, and and I I think I did. I had that as an aspiration. I think. Um, and not necessarily as a bad whatever um, you know you're this ambitious where you just want to get your career going but I, I think I, I maybe naively like my 30 year old self truly believed that you could have it all you could have career and be happy with the career you could have the kids and happy and you could have mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, and I think you know I, when when you get into the nitty gritty I think it's always something always right suffers. right and that's 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 the reality of it is i think and that's the part that you don't realize and i i I, just as you mentioned with michelle obama's book i read it in my year off and i wish i'd read like i Mm -hmm. wish i'd written it like before (laughs) you know so that i would go into it because in the book she does actually say that at one point the girl was suffering and she had to put career on hold so that she could focus on that and and it was a conscious decision her husband didn't push her to do it you know she didn't have to do whatever but she made that call and i think um time and time again i found that that something Mm -hmm. always suffers and so i it's i think maybe suffering is not the right word maybe you know we need a change in Mm -hmm. perspective like something gets yes exactly like i think (laughs) when you start when in terms of doing everything with excellence like some things may be done well other things may be done excellently and others may be okay in that sense yeah so there's this um ceo like i'll just just chime in another example of someone that said that like the ceo of pepsico her name Mm. is um indra Mm. nui yeah she's an she's an amazing lady like i I listened to her talk Mm. and so on and one of the things that she said i'll never forget like she she um the interviewer asked her if she thinks that her family um thinks that she did well you know with Mm. her career and everything Mm. and she was like well i don't think my children think that i did well like you you have to ask them and Mm. and the reason why she said that is because she was always away and wow. like her children were literally mm-hmm. raised by her mom and like a nanny or something yes. else. So, mm-hmm. so, yes. It, it, yeah, she was a CEO of PepsiCo, the first colored woman of like of PepsiCo. Yes. But on the flip side, family yeah. side, her kids are like, "Well, mom, you're not here." So, he's not yeah, here. So yeah, I just want to put that in there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I remember she talked about too. She was talking about her her mm-hmm. village that that the nanny would call her in the middle of a yeah. conference call and say can you have candy yeah, can you, have exactly. candy? you know what i mean like and so something something has mm-hmm. gone right. to give and i think um i think what i would have wanted to be more empowered in knowing is that you have the power to choose what gets right. prioritized and 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 that there's there's no lesser choice you get what i mean like i think because there's so much guilt and and you know we we don't we don't i i mean i don't know that i knew enough about mom guilt yeah being a mom. Mm. <laughs> and so and so i think it's it's 
at the end of the day coming always back to that point of where what gets what gets what gets dropped mm-hmm. off the bandwagon and i think like even with this season with the whole covid-19 being at home with the kids and whatever you know at one point we were so stressed like about getting mm-hmm. work done and then my husband and i looked at each other and we realized that the kids mm-hmm. were suffering right. so much that we had to shift mm-hmm. that balance and we had to shift our day so that the morning it's them like they get the full us yeah. you know what i mean we whether it's him or me like we we will tag team and switch mm-hmm. that up because um the work will always right. be there but the damage to the kids you know what i'm saying like that's that's mm-hmm. the longer term stuff so i think to just come back to can women have it all i really love the responses that um i got cuz it, it was a shift in perspective mm-hmm. for me too in the sense that um maybe we don't want mm-hmm. to have it all you know what i'm saying that's that's one part of it and and maybe um having it all looks very different to right. different people and i think that's something that we you, we have to come back to our mm-hmm. core values and not just play into a script that that's you think it. you should that's do it. and I should have that's this it. and i should have that and and come back to you and say you know what if i really value time with my kids then I'm going to find a way to prioritize mm-hmm. that but at the same time make sure that the things that feed my soul mm-hmm. don't suffer mm-hmm. in the process of all. You know that. and I think it's so important that we have these conversations because um like you know like people prominent people like Obama and Michelle Obama um and like PepsiCo the lady with PepsiCo is also are having these conversations and even you Brenda are having yeah. these conversations because in the background a lot of people don't see what's happening in your homes Mm-hmm. Well, people don't see what's happening Absolutely. in the background. They only see and especially in this time of Instagram, Facebook and all of that, mm-hmm. you're putting your best front, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself you're not really oh, yeah. putting everything out there for everybody to see because then then they're like, "Oh, you're a successful woman." And all they see is the resiliency and all they see is the um is the PhD, the 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 masters and all of that. And people are the egg exactly, marks, right? Like and people are marks. rooting you on mm-hmm. for that, but then again, like the PepsiCo lady said your children might be suffering you know mm-hmm. and nobody sees that yeah. and i think it's so important that we have these conversations and that people actually know that hey there are yeah. realities out there that are happening within our homes um our our marriages might be suffering our mm-hmm. children might be suffering mm-hmm. um things might be going on in the background that you don't see right mm-hmm. so i think it's so important absolutely. that we have yeah lena you're sure. absolutely right yeah you're absolutely right with like cuz It's the pressure of social media of trying to make sure that you live up to this yes. specific um standard that's yeah. absolutely unrealistic, right? Like yeah. and like Brenda what you said about fat feminism <laughs> let you down. Like I I felt yeah. like that for the longest time because mm-hmm. they give you this impression that women can do everything and do all things and we should yeah. be able to do everything and do all things and equally. Just, and if equally, you're not yeah. then what's wrong with you for not chasing exactly. your dreams? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know the the one thing that I always go back to is just this on the simple fact that women we give birth. That for me alone like yes. that debunks it because when yeah. you give when you decide okay I'm going to have a child and you yeah. take your maternity leave however long that is that already sets you back in your career. 
Yes, you know, it does. absolutely. So just on account of that, like you, you can't have it all because yeah. the, your next uh, coworker or whatever that's that's a male doesn't have yeah. to take four or five, six, 12 months off yes. of work yeah. in order for him to raise a child. But yeah. you do. So you take that time off. And then when you come back, guess what? He probably had the whole year to build more experience, more yeah. networking, get a promotion. More mm-hmm. get a promotion. Meanwhile, you're starting from where you minus, left off minus, minus one year exactly yeah. you know and and not just that i think and you know my husband and i had to work through a lot of this because he he is a very hands-on parent mm-hmm. and he is you know what i mean like he is in the trenches with me but i think my aha moment or like my eureka moment was that we're not living through parenthood in the same way mm-hmm. right and so men don't have mom guilt like mm-hmm. he has no guilt if he needs to go to the store he doesn't tell anybody mm-hmm. he just gets in the car goes to the store yeah. comes back if i need to run an errand like the the stuff i need to do get them ready make sure the kids have eaten you know what i mean and yeah. then go and then i'm guilty because i didn't do this and that mm-hmm. um and i think even in parenthood, like my, my, that Eureka moment was that, um, the things more is always expected of me as a mother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and as a woman, whether it's by myself or by society or whatever, mm-hmm. whereas for everything that he as a father does, he celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, you, you bathed the kid. Wow. You cooked. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you did this. And so, so even professionally, I think I was reading an article how in this COVID-19 time, for the men who are being seen as caregivers at home, even for their career, it's a boost because mm-hmm. they look good. Like, wow, he's involved, you know? Wow. And whereas for women, it's like, can she handle it? You know, she's too scatterbrained. Like now you've got to take care of kids. Like you have to constantly give this impression that you've got it together, you know? Right. So, so I think me and God, we have to have a conversation about <laughs> yeah. that. You know, I'm just part now when is when I meet Jesus, we're just going to have a talk mm-hmm. and he's just going to explain. Cause I mean, thank God for motherhood. It's a huge blessing, mm-hmm. but I think the social aspect of it is is something that it's like there's always the a woman's work is never done Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's it is true like men don't have that guilt of oh i'm not doing enough or i should be doing i've never had a conversation like that with my husband like he's never come to me and been like oh you do you think i'm doing enough or you think this meanwhile i'm (laughs) a mother i'm struggling as a mother my child you think i'm a good mom like even wife dumb like i'm like oh i should be doing more as a wife i should be cooking and cheerleading and all that and it's like i don't have the capacity no and so i mean i started doing that too because i think it becomes an expectation yeah. so i think they, you know the family had gotten used to it like if i'm going for anything i over fuss and whatever yeah. and one day i just went to the store i'm like see you mm-hmm. guys and it was hard yeah. but they were all like oh you've not cooked 10 million things. <laughs> no you know where the mm-hmm. fridge is yeah. cheers and, and it's just also framing re- retraining mm-hmm so that they too get that expectation because it's not neglect like it's not like they abandoned and neglected there's stuff that they can actually do for themselves you know yeah (laughs) right right yeah i think it's a perfect segue into the next question that we have for you um is whether or not 
do you have any insecurities as a mother mm. right I think you kind of covered it but you know specifically oh god <laughs> like I think what insecurities don't I have <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I don't know I think I think motherhood is weird because um I don't know I, I when I see other mothers they just seem to know what they're yeah. doing <laughs> <laughs> you know or they just seem more like it comes more naturally I, I remember I actually remember when I was like brand new mom like I think my first was like six weeks old that that very very beginning um and and I think he was fussing and I was trying to figure out what was like what was the matter right and obviously at that time you know the cry is the cry you don't know is it, are you hungry are you, and we're done everything we're yeah. him, we're yeah. him, we're, we changed him and all that kind of stuff and and I, I think my husband said something like you know but you know maternal instinct like you should just no. know and I'm like <laughs> I am as I'm as new to as this you are. as you right. are. Like, I am six weeks old as a mom. You're six weeks old mm-hmm. as a dad. Like, I there's no magic juju that comes mm-hmm. and you know suddenly you just know. So I think I think there's this constant sense, like that question of am I a good mm-hmm. mother? Uh, I think is is just one and and the out of the mouth of babes like i think kids also just know sometimes the kids will just come and say you know you're my mm-hmm. best friend mommy you know i love you mommy and then you know you realize that you're not like you're not doing you're not screwing yeah. them up <laughs> you know and they're actually happy so no i have a million insecurities i always feel like i'm not doing enough um and you know you try to buy enough but that doesn't really no, cut yeah. it you know you try to so so there's this constant feeling and sometimes you just have to be kinder to yourself yeah, and i absolutely. know like i I don't do enough of that to myself and I can certainly do do more in and again you see even in saying you feel that, uncomfortable <laughs> already you're like oh I can, I can do more about being kinder to right. myself yeah, in so the same breath constant conversation right like it's that constant mm. thing and um, we have to just work at just cutting ourselves some some oh, slack yeah. and and you know I yeah. worry about yeah. how much slack is too much slack you know what I mean <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I think I think though I mean and mental health I think oh, when you put on. your own mental health at the center mm-hmm. then then you just realize that that doing that doesn't serve you nor your kids Uh you know what I mean and I think sometimes even that that it's the hard balance is when you start doing things that feed your soul and then there's guilt Mm -hmm. because there's always Mm -hmm. guilt you know what Mm -hmm. I mean because now I'm not spending all my time with the kids Mm -hmm. which when I do I'm not feeding Mm -hmm. my soul you know and so so it's it's a constant battle i don't think if you get to a point where you're just like whoo now i feel great about myself yeah. as a mom yeah you know, yeah go me yeah right? no i think <laughs> i think i think i think as in addition i feel like you know you were saying how sometimes you look you look at other mothers and you're like oh my gosh she got all together i know i i i did that a lot like mm-hmm. i still do that like i'm a, I'm a new mom um, seeing how all of these moms have, you know, five-year-olds, five, six-year-olds, and all of you guys have 
you know, they didn't die. Mm-hmm. They got Amen. <laughs> you know? Amen. We we still, the kids are alive. They're alive and well. Like, you know what I mean? And, all, and, and you're looking at somebody else thinking, oh my goodness, they have it all together. But at the same time, somebody's also looking at you mm-hmm. thinking the same yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah. I feel like we, it, we need to stop looking so much inwards and look more outwards and mm-hmm. just be like, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can. Um, and then yeah. just moving forward with that as opposed to, oh my goodness, this person has it all together. Because you don't know that other, that other person is also, is nope. also struggling with. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, the, in, the la- in the last few episodes that we had, Z was saying that she had anxiety for, like, when yeah. she had a- Azarel for a very long time, yeah. right? And somebody yeah. might be looking at her like, oh my gosh, she got her all together. And she's there like, man, I, I suck at this motherhood mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so much more, like, we need to be, re- like you said, be kind to ourselves mm-hmm. as much as we yeah. can possibly can and and i i unfollow people too yeah like too. i find that the <laughs> people who if their feed is not feeding my soul, like i've started i started purging my timelines mm-hmm. right because um some when it starts to get unhealthy where every time you scroll and you get from your phone and now you're feeling really horrible yeah about yeah i i've started unfollowing yeah. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and coming back when i'm ready just because Absolutely. um Listen, you gotta you gotta look out for yourself that's in it. these social media streets. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Like I know I I I I do the same thing. Um, like I think I was following a mother who is the same age as Ellie Grace, and mm-hmm. I felt like, oh my goodness, you know, she's growing so much more than Ellie Grace is. Like yep. she's doing all of these things. Like she's walking. She has teeth. She has this. All of that. And I'm like, yeah, Ellie yep. Grace is not quite Bye. there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's the same age, but she's not quite there yet. She's not as big as she is. Yeah. What is she doing that I'm not doing right? Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then it feeds your guilt. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yeah. you know what? Let me just pause on her for a bit and mm-hmm. like keep it moving and just focus on my daughter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what I could do. Um, so yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I think it's important for women and mothers to have groups where we can actually just be honest with each other and encourage yes. each other, you know? Um, because like this week, I don't know what happened this week, but I was just kind of in, in a weird funk and Azrael is going through this phase where he's learning about planets and like solar systems and <laughs> black holes. And so he's obsessed yeah. about it, but I've just kind of like blocked him out for a little bit because there's only so much of it I could take <laughs> in a day, yeah. you know? So then this one yeah. day he asked me questions about Jesus and what I Jesus saw was your doing. Post. Had, you saw my post on WhatsApp because I was like, <laughs> I'm working. Okay. So I'm literally in the middle of responding to a really important email. I'm like, I can't mess this email up. And as well, I was like, what's yeah. Jesus doing in heaven? I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's resting <laughs> without even thinking about what the conversation, like where it was going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the whole conversation, I was like, I should really take some time to explain what Jesus is doing in heaven right now because I don't want Azrael to think that Jesus yes. has been resting for 2,000 years, you know? So yes. then this, a mom sent me a message on, on WhatsApp in response to that story. And she, she literally explained that I shouldn't tell him that Jesus is resting because he's not and actually tell him that 
what exactly Jesus oh, is doing. Boy. But it's two things though, because okay. I appreciated that because I forgot that that's what Jesus was doing. Number one, <laughs> and then number yes. two, like even in her messaging, she's like, "You're doing such a good job. Like you're working and you're still trying to take care of your children, and you're mm-hmm. still feeding yes. them. So you are doing an amazing job." I just yeah. wanted to remind yes. you in case you forgot to go back to that mm-hmm. conversation. And I really yes. appreciate it because I would have forgotten that conversation altogether. I'm not going to lie. I would have just been like, yeah. okay, he's resting, move it yep. on. So like yeah. at night we had that conversation and I, we sat down and we talked about it. And then he asked, he's like, is Jesus watching TV too? And I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. And then my husband's like, but why yeah. would Jesus need to watch TV? Anyways, so we had a whole long conversation, yes. but I really appreciated the fact that like she was looking out for me in the sense that yeah, you, you, I know you're working really hard. Let me help you so that your yeah, child yeah. doesn't have misinformation. At the same yeah. time, encourage you to keep doing what you're doing and not look down on mm-hmm. yourself and all of that. And I, I was just like, you know what? Thank God for this sister that is also yeah. looking out for my children. Like we're all looking out yeah. for each other to make sure that we're, we're, we're trying to make it, you know? Right, so yeah, right, right, I, right. I think it's so important to have that, like that open conversation where it's like, we don't have to be a, I don't want to say a shame but we don't have I think it's a shame because sometimes we don't want to mm-hmm. say that you know what I'm struggling like I'm not I'm not doing well like yeah. my yeah, children yeah. have been eating mm-hmm. cereal like every day for the last three days yeah we don't want to say yeah. those things because yeah. it looks bad but at the same time like if we don't say it's, that it's, it's the truth, truth. And like yeah. we sometimes mm-hmm. we need encouragement. Like, okay, fine. If, if cereal is all that you can do, why don't you try noodles? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yes. different. But I get that you don't have time. Try something different that will save you. You know what I mean? Like, I think that encouragement is so yeah. important. So that's so it's true. Sure yeah, that's so true. Wow, <sighs> that day was yeah. rough. That day was yeah. so rough. <laughs> God. Yeah. No, no, I totally, I totally agree. I feel like it's, it, and I think. And I think in this season, um, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I'm I'm still a new mom, but like, it, I I feel like I've been getting a lot. Of I mean, we're all all three of us are in a group mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. there's mothers who are like encouraging each other mm-hmm. and lifting up each yeah. other. And I think it's so important because then you realize that hey, I'm not in this alone. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's people also out there who don't like. I mean, I posted in the group like I don't know what to do. She's constipated. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's. I think it's really um, important. You know, just mm-hmm. to know that you're not alone mm-hmm. in this journey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the flip side to that too is that the men don't really mm-hmm. have that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so as much as there's no man guilt, man, you know, dad guilt or whatever, mm-hmm. I think they also don't have a lot of dad support because uh-huh. I don't know that they really have like my, you know, now we've got to the point where my husband's like, go and ask in the face. What they think, right? Like, I'm in a bunch of yeah. groups, right? Oh and so I was telling in this group, they said this, and in that group, so it's like, okay, what are the mamas doing? Right. <laughs> I love it. You know? So, so I think um, that's the flip side is I think that women also know how to seek out support yeah. a little more proactively, yes. and for that, it means that we are creating our own virtual villages, mm-hmm. right? Whereas I don't know that that the men necessarily yeah. have that and so maybe not so much as that even as dads but for their own issues that mm-hmm. they're dealing with as mm-hmm. men 
they don't necessarily have that outlet of like constant that's dialogue. true and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate too because i think yeah. that they mm-hmm. really do it's so funny i was having this conversation yeah they do they need it they absolutely need it but i yeah. think that us women telling them that they need it it's almost like it's further pushing them away from <laughs> wanting to get it <laughs> you know oh yeah so I, I, honestly yeah. i used to tell quickly all the time like yo you need to talk to more men that are dads that are oh. married and i'd be like on him and then at some point i was like you know what you need to stop because if he were doing the same thing to me me my feminist side yeah. would come out and be like you can't tell me what to do with da, 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 da. Right. <laughs> exactly. right right so <laughs> i just told so that just that okay i'm just gonna stop and yeah. just commit it to prayer however it is that they need help but i feel like every so often they would just randomly reach out to one person and be like um yo what's up bro exactly and then oh tip 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 okay good gotcha thank you and then that's it you know so that's it yeah that's so funny yeah anyway wow (laughs) so brenda we can't we can't we can't go without saying or asking a question about your great series about raising kids in this era and this era of racism (laughs) that we are living through (laughs) we cannot go without asking you to give us some nuggets from your series that she had a great series on Mm -hmm. raising kids in um this time that we are going this season that we're going through Uh, so please tell us a little bit about that enlighten us (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i i think the first post and um you know i don't want to pinpoint people but the first posts around so you're having conversations with your kids around you know anti-racism was kind of um triggered mm-hmm. for lack of a better mm-hmm. word by a, a a parent friend who got in touch with mm-hmm. me um because they were having this type of conversation with their non-black mm-hmm. kids and 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 honestly, I kind of panicked uh. <laughs> because because um, uh, my firstborn was back at school, uh-huh. and the last thing I wanted him to get into those walls was for now all these quote unquote woke mm-hmm. kids right. now uh-huh. coming at him and you know interrogating him uh. about these, these mm-hmm. issues as pretty much like the only black mm-hmm. kid in the school, mm-hmm. you know. So, so we were in this dilemma. Oh shoot! Should we talk to him? Yeah. Because I think we've we've kind of taken we we've never to be honest we've never sat down and had the quote unquote racism mm-hmm. talk yeah. with the kids. And I think part of that is you know we want to protect mm-hmm. them. And and I remember when when he was younger, he'd come back from daycare and be like, "I'm African," mm-hmm. and we're like, "Yes, you're African, but who told mm-hmm. you you're African?" Mm-hmm. And then he he'll give you a bit of context. And oh, we were talking at school and we're talking about where people are from and then um, my daycare teacher said that I'm from Africa I said but you're born in Canada, in Canada. Right. it's like yeah no I'm born in Canada okay you know so we we never really want to be the ones to tell uh, like one thing we just didn't want to be is the parents who sit him down and say you will be treated mm-hmm. worse because of the color right. of your mm-hmm. skin because I don't want him walking around with that yeah. package, yeah. you know. I want him to challenge it and question it every mm-hmm. time because it's not normal as opposed to becoming an expectation. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, long and short of this was the parent got in touch with me and then we kind of panicked and 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 that's what inspired my first post right. was that if you're going to talk to your kids about racism, don't make it about mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Obama. Because mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> talk about Obama, talk about somebody else, but just don't make it about my mm-hmm. kids yeah. because 
you, you're already transferring the whole entire burden of the race on this one mm-hmm. child, and that's not mm-hmm. fair. So you don't represent your race, don't make my child represent mm-hmm. the race. You know what I mean? Um, and then I think as as I, I thought about it more, you know, you just realize there's so much more to say about institutional racism. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes to us as as African immigrants, as black parents. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be better advocates for right. our kids just because the system is not built to advocate for mm-hmm. us. And I think sometimes we internalize that earlier than others. But I mean, we, you know, from when my, my first was two mm-hmm. and then in daycare, they're like, he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh. Like, Explain mm-hmm. that. He's, he's like, okay, he's a toddler. Mm-hmm toddlers grab things like what 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 is uh, not normal like is there an aggression (sighs) that's outside of normal behavior for a Mm two-year-old and then the director's like well yeah okay well no well he's not really aggressive so i'm like okay so if he's not aggressive don't call my Mm -hmm. child come on and and it continues and continues and continues, right? Like like this case about case. The most recent one was um, recently when the, you know in these last three weeks, like um, my oldest, uh, one day he says he has a headache uh-huh. and he doesn't want to go to school. Uh-huh. Of course, African parents were like, "You're going to school." Panadol went to school the school called us uh-huh. and so we're like okay fine so I went to pick him up I saw this guy in two minutes I knew this guy is toxic uh-huh. you know so but, uh, they called us so we brought him home we sat down we chill we just let him chill the next day we let him chill and in the chilling he is like you know um I said I had a headache because I don't want to be uh-huh. and so we asked him why yeah. do you want to be at school he said because the teacher doesn't choose me and we're like, what do you mean? So he said, I put my hand up and my hand will be up for like five minutes oh, and this man. woman does not pick me. And so we're like, okay. Um, and you're sure, he's like, oh yeah. So so we, he ha- it's a temporary teacher. It's not his usual teacher just because of the, you know, COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the classes are smaller. So we sent a message to his usual teacher just to be like, listen, we don't want to ruffle feathers. But this is what the kid is saying, and it's to the point where he didn't want to go to school. And if it wasn't for that, we'd have let it go. But by the time he's to the point where he doesn't want to go to school, um, let's get to the bottom mm-hmm. of it. And so, um, so she she handled it diplomatically or whatever. Um, and we let him know that we're gonna handle it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he knows that we're his advocates. Where if that's the case, we will handle it. Yeah. And so his teacher had a face to face with us when we went to pick it up, yeah. and she was she. Was, she just talked us down the ledge and we're like, listen, we're not trying to cause drama. It was like two days before the end of the school uh-huh. year, but we were not going to just let uh-huh, it fly. Uh-huh. So we're like, listen, it's the end of the year. We're not trying to cause drama, but at the same point, it should be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Guess what? He went back to school the next day. He put his hand up. He was chosen. Mm-hmm. You understand what uh-huh. I'm saying? And, and so, and, and he came back home with this confidence and he said, you know what? You, I'm so glad you guys spoke to the teachers because, um, she changed something you know Mm. and so it just reminded me just that that it's so important for us to really be proactively advocating for our kids because it starts like this but by the time they're in grade five six Mm -hmm. it it just it develops a whole life yeah right yeah all kinds of insecurities all kinds of things 
that you don't want to happen. Like it's personally for me, I think like I'm currently looking for, or I've started to look for daycares for Ellie Grace mm-hmm. uh, for when I start to go back. And it, it's so tricky. And I know you and Brenda, Brenda and I work in the same building mm-hmm. um, and we have a daycare downstairs in the building. Yes. It's where I've been, I've been trying to, I've trying to be. I've been trying to um, find out information about the daycare and stuff, and I've gone to visit it and all of that, because I just I'm just saying it's convenient for me mm-hmm. to go take her to, to school and like, we go to work and then her her go downstairs to the daycare, and it's just one thing that is in my mind. But at the same time, the other day I was looking at um, the the playground that they're playing, mm-hmm. and not one black kid, mm-hmm. not one. Yeah. Mm-hmm not one I don't think I even saw an Asian kid like mm-hmm. <laughs> in the whole um, daycare and, and it kind of triggered me you know, mm-hmm. like, Man, do I really want her to go mm-hmm. to a daycare like that mm-hmm. where she doesn't see people of the same you know of the same color or, you know the same background as her like how is she going to be feeling yeah. um, you know what I mean so I think it, it, it it brings out all these nuances that I think about all the time mm-hmm. so I really agree where you really have to be mindful of all of these yeah. things uh, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah you're right because the thing is like so she's right now she's like she'll be 12 months when she goes to daycare yes so yes. it might not be blaringly obvious for her now mm-hmm. yeah but when she yes. starts talking and starts mm-hmm. noticing things yes she'll know yeah. you know like I, I it really irks me when i hear people say that oh children don't see color and i'm like my children oh, do on. you know yeah. like they do because they especially when they're the only ones that mm-hmm. look a particular way exactly. it's it's obvious for them so it's the same the same thing with me with Azarel's daycare was that the kids in his daycare were all pretty much white except for one kid that was mixed but all his teachers were of like African or Algerian descent mm-hmm. and for me I was like I prefer that because the person in yeah. authority looks like him yeah so mm-hmm. I was like you're gonna go there because mm-hmm. number one these are my African sisters. They will smack you when you misbehave. <laughs> <laughs> so I could trust that they will raise you well. Yeah. And then number two, you're looking up to people in authority and they look like you. So that's also yeah. being imprinted in his mind that people in authority yeah. can also be black. Also, yeah. yeah. And sometimes people are like, oh, you know what, Z, you like to overthink these things. I'm like, no, no. you know what? I would rather no. overthink it and plan and for it. Exactly, and yeah. then have to deal with the repercussions afterwards. Yeah. You yeah. know, wow. no. Yeah. My husband used to think I was crazy, but mm-hmm. he finally got on board with me, and it's 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 quite interesting because um, Josiah's daycare, when he was much younger, was owned by like co-owned by this black guy mm-hmm. and, and and like black African guy, and and it just imprinted something on them that an owner of mm-hmm. an establishment like that mm-hmm. looks like me and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Elias and the RS daycare the the owner it was like from Benin and we didn't do this on purpose it just happened yeah. to be but again it, it for them it's it's that 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 business person mm-hmm. yeah. can can be me you know, mm-hmm. can look like us mm-hmm. and whatever That's and so That's i it. think those subtle messages are are so important and i think mm-hmm. the same thing with church like mm-hmm. i i some days you're tired but it's that I want them to have that one place where they go mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. only is their spirit fed, but they're, yeah. they don't, they're, they don't stand out. Exactly. You know? yeah. And, yeah, that's and it. it's, it's a place because we grew up, I grew up with that. And it's a, it's a, there's a comfort in having your identity mm-hmm. apart from just being, I'm the only 
X, you know, mm-hmm. that, that you, you can get past that. And so we keep reminding ourselves that that, that spiritual community mm-hmm. and not just in the spiritual sense, but even socially mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so valuable because mm-hmm. the, whether kids are smart, mm-hmm. so they're constantly, yeah. they get it and they're constantly going back and forth between who they need to be around whom whether we teach it to them or not like they, yeah. they're so sharp and they mm-hmm. they see these things whether we point it out to them or not yeah and mm-hmm. so having them have a place where they could go and just be um there's there's a kind of solace in that yeah mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. i agree yeah I, I think i think last 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 week at uh, church there was a panel the panel fatherhood panel and one of our friends was saying um, he uh, he was lucky. He's lucky to have grown up in uh, in a place where he didn't stand out. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean. The yeah. place mm-hmm. he grew up in the Caribbean's where he didn't stand out. But now mm-hmm. he knows. He realizes that his kid is in. It, it, he's growing up in the north, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he they they have to do extra work to let him know mm-hmm. that yes. you know that he he belongs and mm-hmm. and because he realizes there could be a place there could be places where he could be the only black kid, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Yep. So get, mm-hmm. getting getting him accustomed to to um to prominent people that are black, like you yes. know what I mean? Just yes. just to know that they are also. There are also black people in authority that he can aspire to. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that was very that was very powerful. Yeah, and you know, it it boils down to their identity, right? Like we talk about identity in Christ, and that's important, but also yeah, our identity as as black people, as African people because our kids are growing up as a minority like sometimes it can get lost on them that they even though they're their minority they're still special they're still a great they're still from a great um culture so to speak you know mm-hmm. and i think and because because they're growing up as a minority like for us when we grew up back home back home you didn't have to care so much about your identity because everybody was black, you know, like everybody mm-hmm. was African. So it's like, mm-hmm. we're all in this together. Great. But here it's like, okay, because you're an other already, mm-hmm. that yeah. already sets the insecurity in you. So like, I feel like as parents, we have to work extra hard to make sure that we instill in them that, you know, you're, you're black, but you're beautiful and you're amazing. Yes. And yes. continue speaking those words of affirmation to them so that when they go out into the world and somebody comes up and starts giving them attitude, like they, it, it just rolls off of them, right? Without yes, them thinking like, that, oh, maybe they're right or maybe they're not, you know? So yeah, I was just, I just wanted to say that like instilling that identity, instilling that confidence in them knowing that yes, they're African and they come from a uh, a strong group of people like a yes. proud mm-hmm. group of people yes. ha- will help them in the long run um, yeah not feel like they're less than or feel like they have to work 10 times harder than the next person <laughs> just it. because yeah. of the color of their skin um, I yeah. haven't I haven't really had the racism conversation in my house to be mm-hmm. honest with you yeah. um, I've, we've talked about you know here and there being like I've told as well in like a very um superficial level like some people racism is really when people don't like you simply because of the color of your skin and he's mm-hmm. like really like he thought he's like that's kind of odd like he he thought that was weird but mm-hmm. i think he kind of got it and so now we tr- we really try to teach them like you know the, the brown on your skin is beautiful mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. love your skin and mm-hmm. all that but when it comes to other parents like you know i had the conversation with my boss as well and i told her i was like you know if we want this whole racism thing to end, you have to start teaching your kids differently 
about yeah. about color, about race, mm-hmm. about ethnicity, yes. and not this whole thing about my children don't see color. You need to stop that. No. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. But so mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, they don't see color, so we're all good. It's like, no, teach them. This person is from Africa. Isn't that amazing? This yeah. person mm-hmm. is from Asia. This person is an indigenous person. We're yeah. all here together because we all have common values and we should mm-hmm. love each other because God made us all different and it's beautiful, you know? Yes, that's yes. it. So, that's yeah. it. And I think that's yeah. sort of what's different about the movement this time. I think Black mm. people, people of color, have been having to have these conversations amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. white people need to get to have those conversations because mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the shift is that we are no longer responsible for mm-hmm. being the gatekeepers of how racism plays out because we can't yes, be you know and i think mm-hmm. that that's the shift that i'm sensing that that's what's making this movement different this time around mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. i think i looked at whatever the new york times bestseller list and the fact that people are actually taking that step and not just people but white people are actually taking mm-hmm. that time to yep. read and learn read. and not yep. just relying yep. on the people of color in their lives to do that in mm-hmm. and i think that's yeah i hope that that's a good thing in terms of a shift towards mm-hmm. where we could actually have these conversations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, Brenda, any any final thoughts um, in addition? Um, I don't think so. I think we've covered most of them, and mm-hmm. I think I think you know my takeaway in just speaking out loudly is I'm gonna be kinder to myself. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I think some of those things I, I, I just really wanted through the blog is to encourage um, us as African immigrants, black people to to get more involved mm-hmm. and, and involved in our kids' lives, involved in their daycares, involved in the schools, involved in those levels. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people are already doing that, but um, for those who aren't yet, like just just get involved mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. It, it will be for the betterment of not just your children, but all of our children. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. Uh, this is a great, great, great conversation. Yeah, I, I agree with everything. What was your <laughs> You're like, this is great, but like, what was your takeaway? What was your takeaway? <laughs> I honestly, I feel, I feel like we, as parents, like like Brenda said, we should um, be kind. We should definitely be kinder to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. As as parents, um, and then in, especially in this in this season that we are all going through. Um, to 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 just be aware, mm-hmm. be aware of everything else, everything that's going on in the world, and um, not to not to focus on it too much because sometimes it, it gets um, it gets a little bit much. Mm-hmm. But to also just be just be aware, just be aware of the, everything that's going on, um, and to affirm our children mm-hmm. um, and also mm-hmm. affirm ourselves as parents like, yeah. you know what I mean you're mm-hmm. doing a great job yeah yes. uh, so do it do it well um, do it the best way you can, you can. and mm-hmm. um, and to encourage each other as parents so that's my takeaway from mm-hmm. this how about you Z um well there there are a lot like I think being kinder to myself is definitely um one of them uh but being more of an advocate for my children I think right. I, I think I struggle with that just because I don't. I think it plays into my insecurity as, as being a black person, 
is mm-hmm. when if like for example your situation with Josiah Brenda like mm-hmm. I feel like when I was I put myself in your shoes I'm like man what if I come off as being that that parent you know mm-hmm. the angry the, the angry, angry black, black parent but, but, you know? but be that parent though <laughs> exactly exactly that's what I was saying like I need yeah. to stop being so cautious of yeah how I'm going to be perceived exactly exactly because to the detriment of my children right so that's definitely my biggest takeaway and I'm gonna sit on that for probably the rest of this weekend because Mm -hmm. I feel like there have been times where I could have spoken up more but Mm -hmm. I was just like you know what maybe it's not that big of a deal you know Mm -hmm. and and to the detriment of my children like maybe Mm -hmm. you know I I so the, yeah mommy guilt is definitely playing right now but <laughs> yeah. but definitely taking the time to to advocate for my children and not not feel like like who gives a crap what the other person thinks about me like the, yeah. the essential thing is that my children know that I got their back and yeah. and that that's going to help them in the long run yeah and, and wow. to be to be fair mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I let my husband handle these ones. <laughs> and so I'm the one in the back, like, yeah, honey, come to them. Yeah, now you go. You know, so, so, so he wrote the email and yeah. he talks to the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, full disclosure. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, but I think, you know, tag teaming, I think helps. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. One of the things that I can say that I was grateful for is that we got on the same page fairly early because mm-hmm. I used to tell him and he was like, you're overanalyzing. But mm-hmm. after two, three, four incidents, we got mm-hmm. on the same page. And so whoever's being the angry person steps mm-hmm. back and then mm-hmm. the, the more diplomatic one is mm-hmm. the one who mm-hmm. goes to the front mm-hmm. and then we keep switching it out because yeah. there's times when I'm so mad and I'm like, oh I gosh, I'm, people, I might rip her head off. I'm going to rip somebody's <laughs> head off. And, so, and I think you and your husband are pretty like balanced in the sense of you know how to play, who needs to be what, when mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So I think, um, and there's other things where I'm like, if you breathe that West African peppery fire on them, <laughs> it's going to burn the house down. Right. <laughs> right. Let me take this one for the team. That's you know? so funny. So, so <laughs> I, you know, full disclosure, just to say that I'm easily saying it but I'm not the one who went to the front line yeah. but yeah. I think it's just that realizing that at the end of the day um, the system is broken mm-hmm. and the system yeah. is not looking out for our kids mm-hmm. and and not just our kids as in black kids I think all kids because mm-hmm. the system's mm-hmm. job is just to shuffle people through mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not really you know and the, what that's the result of you know policies re, you know lack of mm-hmm. funding whatever mm-hmm. so they're just doing the what they gotta do with what they've got and 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 if uh-huh. we don't step up regardless of our background that's yeah, it. the kids just get lost in the system but, but please yeah. no mom guilt yeah <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know me too i'm hiding behind the one you're like you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah but even just like not even just talking ourselves out of it like that's the one thing yes. right like, be, like between me and my husband like we have to be like no you know what this is something that's important we have to who, who regardless of who does it yeah. it has to be addressed so someone Take yeah. it for the team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that's no, my takeaway. Yeah. Awesome. Well, wow. this was a really great conversation, Brenda. This was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I this was awesome, Lynette. So much. Thank you. <laughs> Lynette, you and I never actually tell each other this was a really great conversation. It's always like well, with other people. <laughs> no, no, no. You, this was a great conversation. And um, on that note, thank you so much for podcasting. You know, your moms, you're busy. 
yeah. um and and you know sometimes it's like why why do i have to now take on another yeah. you know but what you're doing you're adding voices that are missing and you're centering voices that need to be centered so in case you haven't told yourself this today <laughs> you guys are doing a fabulous fabulous job oh, thank you yeah. keep doing it we're all rooting for each other oh, yes yeah. thank you yeah. so much thank, thank you, you. <laughs> everybody thank you again for listening into another episode of beyond a thought we appreciate your support Again, reach out to us if you have any feedback, any more questions. You can find Brenda at Career Slay Mama on Instagram. Are you on Facebook, Brenda? Yep. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. It's all the same. Career Slay Mama. Career Slay Mama. Awesome. So until awesome. next time, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.